0: Hi, and welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm your host, Renee Bennett, and this is a leadership podcast for ordinary girls compelled to lead an extraordinary life. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. Just before we get started on today's episode, I wanted to quickly tell you about a giveaway that we are doing with our sponsor and friend, Pippin Girl to be in the running for one of two copies of their brand new magazine that's about to be released, Bloom Baby. Make sure that you come along to my social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. Look for the social media tile that says giveaway and be sure to be following me, following Pip and Girl, and also tag a friend on the post. And you could be in the running for one of two copies. You will not want to miss out. It is perfect for the young girl in your life. So come along, be in the running. You've got one week to do it. Well, hey there guys. How are you? I hope you've had a wonderful week. Oh my gosh. I just realized in the first five seconds, apparently I have disobeyed the new societal rule and I've called you all guys, which I think I have done so for about the past 12 months. For some reason, it's always the way I start. My podcast is to say, hey guys, and I'm going to keep on doing it. Anyway, As you can probably tell, I today am going to broach the subject that's just been a hot, hot topic again this week because of the new feature on Instagram to do with our pronouns. So I want to unpack this, have a good critical think about this Um, And look, I think the majority of you listening are probably most likely conservative, I would say, if you're listening to my podcast. But I know some some people seem to delight in punishing themselves by listening to me because they don't agree with any of my views. And honestly, I'm like, I don't know why people listen if they do that. They seem to like the fight or something. I don't know. But um, look, we are obviously, this is my view on, on pronouns, and I think a lot of people still hold this view. Um, you might not agree with it, and that's okay. But just warning you now, you know what my worldview is. That's, um, you know, so I'm not here to argue um, worldview, because this clearly is my worldview, and I'm a big believer that this is... Um, the worldview that I think brings freedom and truth to people. Um, and so you are free to believe whatever you want to believe, but just putting that out there. So please don't come along and be all triggered and get annoyed with me. I'm just letting you know, you know, I have a biblical Christian worldview, so you know what's coming. Um, all right, but let's have a look critically about this whole print pronoun, uh, Instagram new feature. Now, a lot of you send it to me this week. Renee, my Instagram blew up. Look at look at this. Look at this. So thank you. Thank you to everyone that has been sending me articles on stuff. I love it. Um, and it really helps me, especially if I miss any. Um, so a lot of you sent this to me. Shout out to Amy from the Academy who sent this to me first. She's like, Renee, did you see this? I'm like, oh my gosh, no. And at that time, um, well, within hours, it was downloaded in America and then in Australia. So needless to say, on Thursday at the Youth Alive Academy with our students, we ditched whatever I had planned out the window and we had a good look at this new pronoun feature. We had a big discussion about it. Um, now, to be honest, I'm still trying to get my head around it, as, by the way, were all of my students who were all themselves like 18, 19, early 20s and. Um, because there are just so many new pronouns. So, all right, let's backtrack. Some of you might be going, hang on, what's going on? I haven't heard. Well, first of all, let's uh, just remind ourselves about what a pronoun is. Now, you know, I've been a teacher for 20 years, um, so I have had many lessons teaching this to children. So, basically, a pronoun is any word used to replace a noun. And what is a noun? It is a person, a place, or a thing. Okay, so pronouns traditionally have been like she, her, he, him, they, them, I, you, your, it, etc historically, there've been about 12 um, pronouns. However, now, I don't know when this big jump happened, but now apparently there are 78 pronouns and counting. And I'll talk about Instagram in just a moment and the new feature that they put up on their page. Um, But basically, these pronouns are alternatives to our gender pronouns because mostly before our pronouns were attached to our gender, except for you, your, they, but he, she, him, her have always been attached to our gender. Now the new pronouns in my understanding, come along and correct me on Insta if I'm wrong, but they are gender neutral and they've got nothing to do with gender. And there's 78 different options. Go and Google them a a bit of a chart or a diagram comes up where you can see not a diagram, but you know, a list of them all. Um, let me give you a few. We decided to write as many as we could at the Academy on Thursday. We were very confused by the end. I have no idea to be honest, how people choose their pronouns. Uh, I don't know if it's because they like the sound of certain words, because every time I would Google, well, what's a Z or what's a thon, all I could get was it's a gender neutral pronoun, but no one, no Google could tell me exactly what it was. Uh, so here are some examples. We've got the, ver, this, and the self. We have Z and Zer. We've got a new her, a new, it's actually H-I-R and it's pronounced here, not to be confused with come here, H-E-R-E. So we've got here, here's and here self and Z and Zem and Z, I can't even say this one, X-Y-R-S, Zers, Per, Pers, Fair, F-A-E-R and Fairs and on and on it goes. I won't bore you with more of the list, but feel free to go look yourself. Now, um, to be honest, I'm trying to get my head um around this, not only what pronouns are what, but apparently there's a whole heap of rules on how to use them. And if you don't use them correctly, it can cause harm apparently because the person might not have come out. or I don't know. I didn't really understand, but there was all these reasons or you might use it wrong etc. But we're all on a learning journey, apparently. Now, I've been a teacher for almost 20 years. And in my experience, people struggle just using the 12 pronouns we have correctly. So I'm really not quite sure if we're setting ourselves up for a big fail with 78 pronouns, all by the way of which is meant to be meant to be used differently, depending if it's the subject or object, or if it's possessive, or I, I don't even get it, but a million different rules. Okay. So let's have a look at what Instagram have done. So they've updated and in your profile section you can now edit it and add your pronoun. But it's not like the other parts of your bio where you can just write whatever you want and add emojis and say whatever you want. You can't just write anything. You have to choose from the pre-approved list. So you can only you can add up to 4 different pronouns. But you have to be able to pick from the pre-approved list. Okay, let's look at what Instagram have said about this. Now, speaking, I don't know if this person was speaking on their behalf or that or if they were just commenting um in the media about these pronouns. But this person, I think it's a lady, because her first name sounded like a she her last name's Greigel. She is an assistant professor of communications at some university I've never heard of in Australia. Um, anyway, according to her quote, not only should all platforms be including the option to select pronouns, but all users should be taking advantage of those features. Okay. I already have an issue with that first quote. So it's like, okay, thanks very much. So now not only are Instagram the arbiters of what all companies should be doing, but they are also the arbiter of all human beings. Because apparently all of us, if the feature is there, we should be using it. Let's continue. Uh, Quote For those of us trying to be welcoming and inclusive. This is the best practice for everyone. They said, because you know, you can't say she said in an article about pronouns, it allows us to build a better community and a better society. When we have conversations like these end of quote. Oh, okay. So if you and I don't use this feature, apparently we are therefore not welcoming and not inclusive. I feel judged. (laughs) Okay. Also, apparently, according to this professor, declaring our pronouns is the way to build a better community and a better society. Got it. Guys, our world's problems are going to come to an end. I wish I'd known. All we had to do was declare our pronouns and our society is going to get better. Okay. Big question marks around that. Okay, so what's really going on here? In my opinion, what are Instagram trying to achieve? Well, by adding the pronoun feature, what they're doing is further indoctrinating us about gender. That is what they're doing. They're actually indoctrinating us about how we should feel, view, have our opinion on gender. And they're also assuming, by the way, that they are the arbiters of inclusivity, and of course, the big E word, equity. I also would really like to know who pre-approved the list. That really interests me. Like who was the arbiter of the pre-approved list of pronouns? Okay. So according to pronoun activists, so anyone that's really passionate about this, if we don't use these correctly, then we are misgendering. Okay. All right. So what are the issues here? Because to me, the biggest issue is not actually the pronoun um, declaring itself. It's the principle at work behind it. And so to me, it's really, and I look, I know I'm talking about pronouns, but the same as last week, it's the same principle behind the transgender athletes issue that we talked about last week. It's the same principle behind the virtue signaling that we talked out a couple of weeks ago. So let's unpack here what the pronoun activists are actually doing. What's happening is they are conditioning everyone around them for authoritarianism. Now, that sounds like a really big call. And I've done research on this. And and that was something that I read that with all this pronoun activism, we're being conditioned for authoritarianism, which I thought, oh, come on, really? Like, is that is that true? But when you look up the definition of authoritarianism, it actually really does fit. Have a listen to what authoritarianism is. It's the enforcement or advocacy of strict obedience to authority at the expense of personal freedom. This pronoun activism is exactly that. Listen again. It's the enforcement or advocacy of strict obedience to authority at the expense of personal freedom. That is exactly what's going on if we don't adhere to and obey these new rules around pronoun, um, declaring our pronouns. So how are they doing this? Like, how are they enforcing or advocating strict obedience to this new rule that they have? Well, they're doing it by manipulating us. And you could see that in the article that I just read before, which was in mainstream media, that if we are not a pronoun activist, then we are not welcoming. If we're not a pronoun activist, we're not inclusive. If we're not a pronoun activist, then we don't want the best for society and the best for a community. And that we are somehow being rebellious if we're not taking advantage because we should be using these features. In other words, we should be using the pronoun feature. So yes, we are being conditioned for authoritarianism, but there's a lot wrong with this. There's a lot that I have a concern about. Here's my first concern. I wonder why we're allowing, for example, in this case, it would be the pronoun activist to be the authoritarian. What makes them the authoritarian? science and gender and our matching English language has been around for centuries. Now, I'm not saying that there's not times. I've said this in other podcasts. There's definitely room to question things and to change things. Um, But we're changing things so quickly without new research, really, without very much science. So, you know, once upon a time, science Well, when it comes to climate change, apparently science, we should listen to science. But when it comes to pronouns, apparently we shouldn't. But science and gender and and the English language have been around for centuries. So I just wonder why suddenly the uh, pronoun activists are now the authority in science, why they all of a sudden are the authorities of gender, or why they are the authorities on the English language you know, why can we be manipulated into doing what they say that we must do? I'm not, I'm, we're not manipulating or or bullying them in any way. You know, so if, if you want to put up your personal pronouns, then that is your personal right for you to do that. But don't then on the other hand, manipulate me for not doing the same. Don't tell me in a, in a media article that I'm being, unwelcoming and and non-inclusive if I don't do this. Don't say to me that I should be doing this. Why are you the authority? Who Who's this professor anyway from this unknown university? Why is she the authority that should be making me feel bad if I don't do this? Um, it's manipulative um, for me to be not allowed to still believe the science. To me, the jury's still out. I don't know that this is going to make a better society. I don't... I, I don't see the science to support these pronouns. Um, you know, I, I won't be manipulated by being told that I'm intolerant. So the pronoun activist is not your and my authority, okay? The second issue I have is that, remember that definition said, that authoritarianism seeks to take away our personal freedom you know, we have to obey, strictly obey at all costs, even if it means taking away personal freedoms. Well, nobody has the right to take away your personal freedoms and nobody has the right to take away my personal freedoms. So again, if you choose to put up your own pronoun, go for it. If you choose to identify as another gender, that's your right, but don't insist that I have to do the same as you, or I'm less tolerant or less compassionate. I have a personal freedom here still, just like the, uh, the pronoun activist does. The third thing I have an issue with is, and this is a really big part of this, a part of authoritarianism is conditioning people to override their own perceptions and their own opinions and to replace that with what they've been told. So in this case, we're being told to override our own perception or our own truth or our own um, opinion that there might be science and there's two genders and uh, that certain pronouns match each gender. We we have to override that and we now have to do what we're being told. It doesn't matter what we've, doesn't matter what our opinion is, doesn't matter what our perception is. What matters is what we're being told to do. And this is a very dangerous part of authoritarianism. And guess what? It's not good for people's mental health or for the health of society. So let's break those two apart. Let's look at personal mental health. In any other situation, we are told to use our own personal perceptions We're told to trust our own personal perceptions. The alternative is that we trust someone else's, which means we let someone else control us. So in this case, our own personal perception tells us how many genders we think there are. Now you have the personal freedom and the personal right to call yourself whatever pronoun you want and to say there are however many genders that you want. So I won't deny you your personal perception. If you perceive yourself as a thon or a Z, well, that's your right. You're free to identify as you wish, but you also don't get to control my personal perceptions. I'm also free to think that there are two genders and that pronouns are attached to these. You know, it's unhealthy to demand that somebody deny their own perception and their own personal truth. So sure, I could use the word, you know, the pronoun thon for you or Z or whatever you want out of respect for you. But what I won't do is override my perception that you are, for example, a female or you are a male and that your pronoun is therefore he or she. That is wrong for other people to determine and to, to think that they have the right to override our own personal perceptions. It's controlling and it's dangerous. And, and to be honest, it's insulting to everyone's personal intelligence to be forced to deny uh, what they feel and think. Now, another reason that I have concerns around this is that second part, which was not only is this detrimental to our personal health, uh, our, our mental health, but also, it's detrimental to society now, this lady at the start, this professor said that um, that identifying our pronouns is going to help to build a better society, but I'm not seeing any evidence of that yet. are you you know and think of all the great societal catastrophes that have happened in history, such as slavery, the ones where we look back and go, "How on earth did that happen? How did we?" how did we get away? How did people get away with that? Well, those things happen because people were conditioned to deny their personal perceptions. And when we're conditioned to deny our own perceptions, do you know what happens? We lose our own ability to think and therefore to act for ourselves. Because if people, I'm sure there would have been people, for example, when it came to slavery, who would have thought it was a terrible thing, but people learn to be quiet if they think, oh, maybe I'm the only one that thinks this. So that's where it's dangerous to override personal perceptions rather than give people the confidence to speak out. Is it really going to create a better society if we are told how we must think? And is it really going to create a better society when we uh, start telling young people that they can choose whatever gender and whatever pronoun, I'm going to talk about that a bit more in a minute. Now I understand that personal pronoun activism might be well, well intentioned, but just because something is well intentioned, it doesn't mean that it's good. And just because something is well intentioned doesn't mean that it's right. You know, think for example, if you had a family member, um, you know, and maybe there's a a, a son in a, in a family, and you know they've got some personal issues, and they struggle to keep down a job because of poor personal habits. Well, that family in their good intentions wants to rescue their son and love their son. Maybe, you know, bail him out by giving him money or, or rescue him by saying, Hey, you can move back home for a while. But there has to come a point where in the long run, those good intentions are not helping him. And I wonder that with this personal pronoun, where is it all going? Are these good intentions going to actually reap good benefits? Another concern that I have is when we're being told what we can and can't say, then we are no longer in a society that has free speech. If we're being told that we should be using the pronoun option on our Instagram bio, what is happening? And then we're being told, by the way, exactly on a pre-approved list, which of those we may choose from. Where has free speech gone? Is that the kind of world that you want to live in, where you're being told what to do and what to say? And if you don't, then you are non-inclusive and unwelcoming. Another concern I have is I think that this whole pronoun activism is one big giant virtue signal. Now, I have a whole podcast on this that I did a couple of weeks ago, but basically virtue signaling is when we post things to make others think that we are morally good. Now, in reality, a lot of people, when I'm looking at their bios, they're, you know, if they're a guy, they're saying he, him, and all the girls are saying she, her anyway. I, there are very few people that I can see that I'm following that have something alternative. So everyone that's posting, it's, are they feeling like they have to do this to show everyone, hey, I'm inclusive, I'm compassionate, I'm welcoming, I'm kind. I'm not a bad person. I'm a good person. That's a virtue signal. And I'm not going to be sucked into that. I'm not going to be, um, you know, put my pronouns up so that people think that, oh, Renee is so up with it and she's so kind. She's so compassionate. I actually don't think it, it is compassionate. That's why I'm talking about it, which I will explain in just a moment. And one final thing on this that I have an issue with is what are the feminists going to do about this? Because they have spent decades. Pushing forward, women—they have spent decades, uh, you know, putting forward the power of she. You know, there's songs, "I am woman, hear me roar," and I just wonder what they're going to do now. Like, "I am, I am thon, hear me roar." Like, what? <laughs> well, and there's another good point: is this going to go on into our music, into into every part of society? Are we erasing women? Shouldn't that worry the feminists? I think it should. All right. So how am I going to approach this? Well, look, this is just my personal uh, thoughts on this and my personal opinion. But if someone tells me that they are identifying as another gender and that they have a new name and these are their pronouns, I'm more than happy to call them by their name. I've got no problem whatsoever respecting that. But what I won't do, and I won't make a big deal of it, but I won't use pronouns because my deep conviction is that entering this conversation is actually causing more harm to our young people. And as you know, I have worked closely with young people for over 20 years. Now, if a young person tells me, for example, that they have an eating disorder, and I have dealt with many young people like this over the years. I try and do what I can to help them because I know that that is not what is best for them. I don't validate and go along with them. To me, in my personal opinion, this is the same. I won't go along with that because I don't want to validate something that in my personal opinion, the jury is out on whether this is helping or causing harm. And if there is any option at all or any you know, chance that this is causing harm, then I don't want to be a part of that conversation. And and maybe people will call me stupid for that right now, but I reckon in a decade to come, people will be the opposite and go, well, thank God for the people that didn't bow down to this. And um, the second thing that I will do is the pronoun section on my Instagram will remain blank. I am not putting down. I'm. Not, I know some people. Someone the other day um, uh, was like, oh, well, I just put down. I'm. A, I'm a he. Um, but I won't even do that. I won't even put down she, her, because I don't want to validate the conversation in any way. And to me, adding even my female pronouns is, is adding to the conversation and validating it. And I don't want to validate it. And thirdly, I don't want to add, and I guess this is reiterating what I've already said, but I don't want to add my voice to something that I am not convinced is helping young people. And in fact, I'm worried that it's causing harm. Young people are already having a hard time with their identity. That's part of the struggle and strain of the teenage years. It's hard enough for them to work out who they are when they've got two genders to choose from. And we already have a mental health crisis, but I worry that adding 78 pronouns is not going to help. And it's not the answer. So of course we want to be compassionate and kind and understanding. That's why I'm having this conversation. That's why I'm not going to be adding my pronouns because I am worried and because I love young people so much. And also think ahead critically. What about when these pronoun activists have children of their own? Are they going to, I mean, this is not going to stop guys. Do you think this is going to stop it? He and she and him and her, because it's not. What about all the other gender names that we use, like mum, dad, brother, sister? Will these pronoun activists let their children call them mum or dad? If they have a sibling, will they be allowed to call them brother or sister? Or will that be considered oppressive and making assumptions? What are we taking from the next generation? Decades and decades and decades of research have told us that what brings love and security and wholeness and healthiness to a young person is the sense of belonging and family and Uh, some of you might argue and say, well, you can still be a family without being called mum and dad. But I would argue against that. And in fact, let's have a little bit more time before we decide that that is a healthy thing. Because I know for me, I grew up without a dad in the home and I know what effect that had on me. So you're talking about bringing up a generation without any sense of um, security around them, without no mum, no dad no, no brother, no sister. Like, where do you think this is going to go? Because if you think that Instagram and companies like them are going to stop at pronouns, then I think that we've all got another thing coming. I mean, I think where we're heading if we don't stop this is that they're trying to erase gender. So for example, the Speaker of the House in America, now they call it Congress, we call it Parliament. The Speaker of the House is this 80 year old woman her name is Nancy Pelosi, and she is as progressive as they, as they come. And she announced, and I'm not sure if this bill has passed or not, but at the end of last year, she announced a proposal before the House of Representatives that there is to be no gender-specific nouns used. Let me give you a list of what you are not allowed to say in American par- um, Parliament or Congress. Father, mother, son, brother, daughter, sister, aunt, uncle, first cousin. Don't know why first cousin, that one's weird, probably because the word first means that um, second would be inferior to first and we can't have that oppression going on. Nephew, niece, husband, wife, son-in-law, daughter-in-law, mother-in-law, father-in-law, all banned, stepmother, stepfather, stepbrother, stepsister, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, grandson, granddaughter, half-sister and half-brother. So instead, what do we call people? Well, I guess grandchild. We can't say mum anymore. We have to say that's my parent. I can't say that I have a daughter and two sons. No, I I, I am the parent of children. My sister-in-law would have to be my sibling-in-law. Guys, this is not trivial. And the thing is, it's not like right now, the majority of society are non-binary. Like Most of the people I know They're either a male or a female and they know that. Now, I know there's a small percentage that would would differ in that and and you have the trans community and there are a few, but really this isn't for the majority of people that they're doing this. This is for the very, very small percentage of people. So it's not to, they're not doing it to make the majority of people feel inclusive. I mean, do you know what I woke up to this morning? I woke up to here in Queensland, the Ikea that is around the corner from where near where I live. They've now changed their car park to be an inclusive car park. I'm yet to drive there and work out what the heck they're talking about. But again, everyone went wild. So apparently they want to be inclusive of the LGBT. And so there are now their family car parks. I mean, they used to just be a picture of a pram. Like, isn't a pram gender neutral? Can't we just leave it as a pram? But no, apparently there's a family sign now, and it's a I don't even know what kind of family sign it is, but it's not a mum, dad, and the kids. But people are jumping on because they're waking up to this. They're going, hang on a second. I'm a single parent. Where's the sign for me? This one guy even got on and he goes, I'm fat. Literally, this guy said that. I'm fat. I want my own car park with a fat sign, thanks. And like, like, where is this going to stop? Because if you're going to be inclusive of the LGBT, what about being inclusive of, I mean, I came from Holland, I'd like a sign with some clogs on it, thanks very much, to know that Dutch people are welcome. Like, where is this going to end? And I know, I know I'm being funny, but seriously, um, this has not got to do with making the majority of people feeling included. This has to do with being woke. This has to do with tearing down everything in Western society. And this is an absolute tragedy for young people. I mean, to grow up with no mother, no father, no brother and no sister... I think that's a poorer world to grow up in. It's taking away the right from the majority of people to grow up in a secure family. You know, there's so many things now we're not allowed to be. We're not allowed to be Christian. We're not allowed to um, be a boy. We're not allowed to be a girl. Now we're not allowed to have a husband or be a wife. We're not allowed to be a mother or a father. It's a sad world. You know, one of the most exciting things to me growing up was the fact that I was a girl. I loved it. And I was a typical girly girl. My favorite pastime was to take my pram for a walk with my dolls in it. But I remember thinking all the time how when I grew up, I wanted to be married and I wanted to have a house and I wanted to have a family. I wanted to have children. I wanted to be a mum. I always felt like I was put on this planet, um, Amongst other things, but the most important thing was for, to be a mum. And, you know, if I was growing up in today's society, that would be taken away from me. I'm not allowed to be a mum. So think about where this is going. So if you're a pronoun activist, think about this. Are you happy to live in a society where there's no mums, no dads, no brothers, no sisters, no aunties, no mother and father in law, no grandma, no grandpa, just people? That's a bleak future, guys, that we're being given by activists. And I think that we all need to stand up to this. Please don't think that every little thing that comes along like this, that you just go with the flow because you just don't want to make waves. We need to start making waves because we need people who are thinking critically and who are fighting for our young people, because I do not want my children or their children growing up in a world where they cannot call me grandma or Cameron grandpa. That sounds funny. You're probably all laughing now, but anyway, I'm really passionate about this. And so my heart is not to, it's not to criticize, but my heart is to critically think, and um, look, these days everyone gets offended anyway, so I might as well offend a few people. Um, but in my my heart is not to offend. My heart is to think ahead. And are we creating a better society? Well, all I'm seeing is more mental health crisis than ever before. So whatever path we're going down, it ain't working. And so I think we have to have this conversation and uh, not be afraid to offend, but instead be open Um, to having the difficult conversations and to actually stand up for what we believe. And I think one of the ways that you um, can uh, put your hat in the ring is by the way that you choose to deal with this on Instagram as well. Anyway, thanks for sticking with me. I hope you have a wonderful week. And uh, by the way, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of you who, again, have um, either given me a five-star rating on Apple or have um, written a review, um, my, my listeners are just going up and up and up at a, at a speedy rate, which is absolutely incredible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I really look forward to being back with you on Friday for a really interesting parenting podcast. So I'll see you then. Bye. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast.